Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. I was joined this week by Anthony Smith, and we discussed the lightweight division heating up and whether Islam Makachev or Justin Gaethje will be next for the title shot. Plus, we get into the action from the weekend in boxing and Triller Triad combat. Here we go. Things are happening in the, the lightweight division here. Um, Dariush and uh, Makachev, uh, this is all going down. It's all been agreed upon for February 26th. Um, what do you think about this happening? What, what's your thoughts on this, this fight coming to fruition? Uh, well, you know, I think that's the fight that, that needs to happen. Uh, I'm glad that, I guess that fight getting booked means that Gaethje's definitely getting the title shot after Poirier and Oliveira fight. So that's good. I think that that's the, that's the right move that, that Gaethje gets that shot. And I, my, kind of my, I guess my, I don't want to say, it's a, I don't want to make it seem like I have some knock on, on Islam Makachev because that dude's fantastic everywhere. But my knock on him kind of like in his trajectory is he hasn't really beat, he, he didn't have that one super sexy win. He has a bunch of wins over a bunch of really, really tough guys. But he, he's he's lacking that one that that really is going to get people begging for him to get the title shot. So I think Darius is that guy. I think that they're both right there. Um, I think at any point in time, if if there's not a valid challenger, like if Justin Gaethje didn't exist, both of those guys have a valid argument to a title shot. But Justin Gaethje does exist. So he sure um, does. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that that Gaethje is getting is seemingly going to get that title shot. Um, and I'm excited for that fight. Uh, their, their styles match up really well with each other. Makachev's a fantastic wrestler with an incredible top game. And Darius is a jujitsu wizard who, who's really dangerous from his back and, and has a really funky style. So, uh, and Darius hits hard. He's got, he's got decent takedown defense. He's a big dude. So, uh, stylistically, that's a fantastic fight. Uh, well, we get to hear from Khabib because he's gone on record with, uh, Mark Riamondi from ESPN discussing this fight and how it's going to play out into the title scene. Islam or Darius, they right now, they deserve fight for the title, right now, you know, but we have like some big names on, uh, on lightweight, like, you know, you cannot, uh, you cannot say no for uh, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, these two guys, they have very big name and, you know, it's like, but like fighters, my opinion, they better, like Darius and Islam, these two guys, they better than Dustin and uh, Justin. It's just my opinion. Oh, what's, what do you say about that? Do you think that Islam and Darius are better than Poirier and Gaethje? No, no. I, 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 there's nobody to know that. Um, and Khabib is such a, number one, he's, he's going to always say that because Islam is his guy. So he's doing what a coach and, and mentor should do. That he, He's saying the right things. And he probably believes that. Um, the funny thing to me is, is Habib's his, his justification for saying that Islam should get a title shot is because Poirier lost to him and Gaethje lost to him. And, and sometimes I want to just be like, Khabib, you were, could be the greatest of all time. Everybody lost to you, all 25 guys or, or 20 guys or whatever it was. Um, no one beat you. So like, you can't, you can't, you can't, use their losses to Habib as a, as a negative. Cause that dude beat everybody. So I, there's just no way to know. Like the only way for them to find that out is to fight. And, and Gaethje is other than Habib, no one's giving, no one's beaten Gaethje anytime, anytime recently, at least. So uh, there is some economics to it too. Dustin yeah. Poirier and Gaethje are the, the more popular big yeah, name guys. Money. 
Sure. Yeah, they're, they're bringing it in for sure. And, and Darius and Islam just aren't right now. Uh, but those fights with each other is what's going to get their name there. Like, you can say that they're not as big a name. So that's why Gaethje's getting it. Well, Gaethje also had to take super dangerous fights with guys that weren't for titles to get to where he's at now. There's a reason his name is that big. So you kind of got to put the work into. Well, Khabib also said that uh, UFC said that Islam versus Darius is a number one contender fight. Nine yeah, wins, seven wins. It's not enough to fight for the title. You know, sometimes you have to build your name, you know, and, um, and uh, Benil and Islam, this is uh, truly and 100% number one contender fight. Who's going to win? They're going to fight for the title. And UFC told Islam. Uh, you agree with that. Sorry, I cut you off there with that, with that audio, but you agree that this is a number one contender fight? Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. There's, yeah. there's no one else. That, there, uh, in my opinion, there's no one else that's even close. So these are the two, other than the two guys that are fighting for the title, and then Justin Gaethje waiting in the wings for the winner. Other than those two guys, I don't. there's no one even close to those two guys. So um, they both are on long win streaks, and they both deserve it. Uh, well, uh, Khabib also said that if Islam finishes Benil, uh, that they're going to give him a, a double bonus. Let's give a listen to that. If Islam finish him, they're going to give him, like, double bonus. And, you know, it's, like, very interesting. This is, really? like, just uh, private news. I just want to share with you and fans, you know, because... Like, it's very interesting. And uh, UFC really, really won this fight. fight. And uh, they told him, like, if you're going to finish him, they're going to give him double bonus. Wow. I don't know about Darius' situation. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Talk about an incentive, a double bonus. Hot damn. Keep that coming. Yeah. Up. I think uh, I think there's a little bit. I think there's some getting lost in the translation there, like when Khabib's telling it. Because that's a that's a negotiation tactic like so obviously islam wanted the title shot and the ufc gave it you know is going to give it to justin gagey so now they need to find a fight for islam i'm sure that dariush isn't the fight that islam wanted because dariush isn't a huge name super dangerous really tough guy really really hard fight was seemingly seemingly not a lot to gain from it if he thought he could just wait so i'm sure that there was some sort of negotiation going there so the i'm I don't know who said it or whatever, but uh, I have heard and, and been a part of a lot of situations where the UFC will say, you'll say, okay, well, I'll fight that guy, but I want some more money. And they'll say, well, we, we want to keep the money the same because that's what they want to do. And then there's a bunch of going back and forth. And then, you know, then there's a, there's finished bonuses. They get thrown in there sometimes. So like, okay, okay you think you're going to smoke that guy and you, you don't want to fight him because you think that you're way better than him. Why don't you fight him, get your show money, beat him, get your win bonus. If you finish him, if you think you're that good, we'll toss you a win. We'll toss you a finish bonus. So it's it's uh, like okay. an incentive. Yeah. Got it. So it's Got not it. like we're going to give him 50 Gs and then, you know, if you finish him, we'll give you another 50. It's probably more than that, I would imagine. I would imagine he gets show win and probably an equal size finish bonus. I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my guess. What do you think matters more for a title shot? Is it a winning streak uh, with two big wins if Islam is able to beat Benil, or is it an action fighter at the top of the division that's guaranteed to bring more eyeballs into that fight? I, I think it's a healthy balance of both. Um, you got to have the wins. You got to have the, you know, I think Islam's on a nine-fight winning streak or something like that in the UFC. Um, but Gaethje is, you know, I think he's won. Russo, has Gaethje only fought that one time after he lost to Habib. Is it just the Michael Chandler fight? I'm double checking that now, but I believe that is 100%. Correct. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the truth. So other than his 
lost to Habib, you know, now he's only on a one fight winning streak. So it's not always just about the win streaks and it's not always about just the excitement. It's somewhere in between there. I think Gaethje's probably won five out of six or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, what's only lost to Habib. So I think the UFC looks like a loss to Habib, kind of like I do. Like, meh, makes sense. Right, right. <laughs> so you, you think and everybody should, else. You think Islam should get that title shot? Right now? Over yeah. Gaethje? Who no, do you think should no, get I, the title shot? I think Gaethje. I yeah. think he's got better wins over better and bigger name guys. Maybe not all in a row like Islam does have right now. But he doesn't have, Islam doesn't have a win over any former title holders, no title challengers. Uh, I'm not even sure he has a win over anybody in the top 10. So yeah. um, he's got to get that big win first. Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser, and I've got a new podcast, In Conversation, where I'll draw from 45 years of covering the Final Four, the NBA Finals, Wimbledon, the World Series, the Super Bowl, the Olympics. CBS even sent me to the fall of the Berlin Wall. I think you'll enjoy the give and take, so subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included in most subscriptions. We're going to the boxing world here because uh, George Cambosos Jr., he beat Teofimo, Teofimo uh, Lopez in a huge upset. However, Lopez did not take that defeat very well and interrupted the post-fight interview to give his thoughts on the fight. You got a hell of a fighter, but I won tonight, man. Everybody know that. The referee raised my hand. I won tonight. I don't care what anybody says, yo. I won tonight. Hey, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I've been here. I've done that. I want to thank God. I want to thank everybody that came out tonight. Look, I ain't no sore loser. I take my wins like I take my losses. At the end of the day, man, I'm a true champion. I came out here. I did what I had to do. And I went out there and I did my best. Yo, I don't care what anybody says, man. I am as well as they come. And watch, this is the takeover, man. We don't stop. We keep coming. How pissed would you be if your opponent hopped on the mic during your post-fight interview and said that they won the fight? Well, fines and suspensions aside, I'd have slapped the shit out of him right there. <laughs> like, we, we all get it. We all, listen, we all get it. It was a good fight. It was really, really close. He came on really strong at the end. Um, but, like, it's not his fault that the judges didn't score at your direction. Like, I thought, I thought he did enough to win the fight. Mm. And, 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 and this is, and I'm a big, I'm a big Lopez fan and I, he just looked like shit in the first like seven rounds. So I wouldn't say like shit, but he was definitely behind. And, uh, I, I at the end of the day, like the judges make that call. So you, you, you do look like a sore loser. You look like an asshole for kind of trying to steal someone's moment there. Like that's yeah. what's his dream fight. Like it's the fight he's trained his entire life for. Uh, and he, like, he didn't get that clean, that clean moment. You know what I mean? Like where you get to stand yeah. up there with all the title belts and all the, the world titles and, and the, just like that moment, everyone I mean, dreams he, about their He basically career. Kanye Wested him much like the Taylor Swift. Like, I'm gonna let you finish, but that's right. exactly what happened. It leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth. It's not a good look on anybody. What do you think were the shortcomings of Lopez in that fight? I, I, a lot of it was just range. He just had a lot of, he had a lot of, he had a lot of problems with the range. Um, I, I don't think he expected him to be that fast. Uh, and it, and he picked it up as the fight went on. It just, it, it's almost seemed like he just ran out of time. Like had there yeah. been three or four more rounds, like I think that fight looks different, but the fact is there wasn't. And, and he just didn't figure it out fast enough. I think a lot of people, um, it happened a little bit in the thriller event, to be honest with you, where, where boxers have this tendency to, 
it's like they throw away the first couple rounds. Like they're trying to, they're trying to read you. They're trying to get some, I don't know, get some tells on what your game plan is. And, and the, it just doesn't work like that. A lot of times, some guy, sometimes if a guy jumps out ahead of you, if it's a 12 round fight and they jump ahead of you seven rounds, like even if you were to win every single round after that point, you're not, you're not, there's not enough rounds left to, to make up on the judges scorecard. So right. uh, boxers have always done that. And, and, you know, in the thriller event, obviously, well, I think we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but MMA fighters don't fight like that. And like guys who fight, fight, who, who aren't the technical boxers, you know, who are going to, you know, really practice that sweet science. They don't, they don't really fight like that. They just go. Yeah. And sometimes they get out ahead. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it, I mean, everyone was just roasting Lopez on Twitter afterwards as well. Obviously, uh, <laughs> this did not sit well with anybody that was watching the fight or anyone that's just essentially a sports fan. You just don't do that. How do you bounce back from having such a douchebag move? I, he's kind of he went total opposite directions, too, because he he was the fan favorite for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of leading into this, he was kind of the guy that everyone seemed to be kind of jumping on his bandwagon. And I think everyone jumped right back off. Um, it, Damn. I, I hope he does a bunch of interviews and gets on many as many shows as he possibly can. And and whether he feels like this or not, you got to get up there and you got to apologize for being yeah. an asshole. Like you got to say, had him on I, I was, here. Damn. we should have like, and, and I bet, I bet he would say whether he believes it or not. I don't know, but I bet he would say I was in the moment. I was mad. This is, you know, I trained my ass off for this fight. I dumped everything into this. And I feel like I won. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say, I think I won that fight. But to jump in the middle of an interview of someone else while they're still talking and say it right then and there, it, you look like a dick for stealing someone's moment. If you want to go to the post-fight press conference yes. and then say, hey, I think I won that shit, that's totally normal, whether it was actually true or not. Like, you know, I've, I've had fights that weren't even close at all. And I wanted to say, I, have a, I think I got fucked. <laughs> <That was> <laughs> but yeah, I got screwed. But uh, yeah, I, I it, think was, it was a bad time in place. Yeah, either do it in the post-fight presser or, you know, air your grievances online. Everyone has a cell phone. Do an Instagram live. Air your grievances there. But to take the mic out of dude's hand and uh, and do it right then and there. I mean, it's yeah. a bad look. Not <laughs> it's a cool. bad look. Not cool at all. Well, speaking of people talking more trash, uh, you mentioned Triller. So Triller Triad Combat, they made their debut this weekend. Um, and at the end, Triller CEO Ryan Kavanaugh, he went ahead and threw a shot at UFC's Dana White. I've been looking for him. I did invite him on my Instagram. Um, and there's the invite. Um, I, I did ask him if he wanted to come to learn how a proper production is done because... You know, Dana's idea of a proper production is throw up a little rusty ring, you know, pay his fighters what we pay our ushers. Whoa. Uh, you know, throw one little fight, have a guy knock a guy out and call it a night. I, this is what a production is, thanks to our wonderful production team. And I thought Dana might want to come and learn a thing or two here. But, you know, he can keep underpaid his fighters and taking home his own money and throwing up that rusty little ring. Everyone is running fast and loose these days with their words. Everyone's just going off. No one holds back at all anymore. What's your reaction to Ryan Kavanaugh saying that to Dana White? And then we'll get into all things trailer because I know you watched the whole thing top to bottom. Yeah, I, it was kind of cringy. It was a little bit cringy when, uh, like, you could tell he wasn't super comfortable while he was saying it. Yeah. Um, he, he was just uncomfortable standing there. Um, I, I just don't, I don't, under, like, they don't do the same thing. So I don't. I don't understand why Triller is, is has repeatedly listen. I, I love the Triller shows. I think they're fantastic. 
I think but, they're fun too. They're ridiculous, yeah. but they're fun to watch. It's it's the circus act situation. I love it. You want it. I, so do I. I love that. All of it. All of it. I love everything about it, but they're not in the same lane. Yeah. It, it would be it's, it's like, yeah, it's not this it's not the same thing. Like we've obviously talked about the the WWE comparison to the UFC. Like mm-hmm. there's no reason for the WWE and the UFC to really have any beef or any issues or call yep. each other out or talk shit. Like they're not in the same lane other than it being entertainment. So I yeah. That was weird to me that he, you know, wanted to kind of come at Dana. Second, that's never worked in the history of ever for anyone on planet Earth to come at Dana White. It's never worked. It's <laughs> ne- whether you're a fighter, a manager, a promoter, a homeless guy in the street, no, it's never worked to come at Dana like that. The companies that have been successful are ones that align themselves like they just move in separate lanes with the UFC. So that's strike force and pride and WEC and, and even Bellator. Like you don't hear Bellator talking trash about Dana White. Do they say yeah. some of their fighters are better for sure, but they, they, they should believe they that they should, yeah. they should, you know, that's where they should right. be, but they exist alongside the UFC and they understand that like the UFC does it different than everyone else. And, and it's okay to be in a different lane and keep racing. Like that's yeah. okay to do, but like you, it's just never worked to go head to head. It's almost, it's like, it's like if the, uh, the CFL was talking shit to the NFL, like no one's, no one is listening. No one's careful. Like, yes, their football rules are different, totally different situations, different countries. They do not need to be at each other's throats. Right. Um, When people that are huge fans of the UFC, like if we're talking diehards, I'm probably the outlier that likes that kind of shit. Like most super diehard fans, they're probably not huge fans of the trailer thing anyways. So I would suspect that there's, less overlapping fans than people would probably imagine. Do you think that people, well, I agree. I do think that there is a huge gap uh, with overlapping of fans. I mean, I know that that's certainly the case, obviously with WWE and with UFC, uh, but even with WWE and uh, people, people make the comparison with AEW and uh, WWE all the time, but there, it has shown that there actually are pretty separate audiences, which is shocking to me because they are both just wrestling. But yeah, I mean, they, they bring in different fan bases through and through. Why do you think more people don't like, Triller so much is it that they're taking themselves too seriously i think so i think i think people watch it with a i I think people need to manage their expectations a little bit yeah have Um, a little fun let your hair down yeah like it doesn't have to be super serious like is there a reason that mike perry is fighting a a, like a 21 and 2 professional boxer no (laughs) no there it doesn't matter who wins and who loses like no one gives a shit about the wins and losses and and I thought it was cool. They kind of had this boxing versus MMA thing, but it, like even that was a little bit circus showy, but I just they're think that people watch shit it against the wall though. Like I like that they're willing some to of try it things. Yeah. Some of it will stick. Some of it has been good. I mean, I, I see that, you know, maybe their numbers aren't doing so well. What do you think so far have been the things that have really worked for Triller? Uh, I guess I can only look at it from, from like what's what I get, I guess what grabs me. A lot of I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking shit about uh, like Fat Joe and Nick Cannon being there. <laughs> as soon as I seen it, I immediately thought, "Oh, this is gonna be a fucking circus show." Like, yeah. I'm in, I'm in. Like, yeah. I'm I want to hear Nick Cannon talk about shit that he has no clue about. I want to hear Fat Even Joe. Even like, just- like, no offense to Mario Lopez, but like, I want that job. Let me in there. I would do that. No problem. Right. I'll go host for Triller. Seems like they have a lot of money to throw around. If you know what I'm saying, I, I'm right. It, it, it just look like fun. It's just different types of shit and. and to his credit, though, he did say one thing that I did agree with. Their production 
like the actual production of of like being there live with the lights and the the music and that it all just looked like a big party. So like yeah. that's kind of my speed. Like I would love to do something like that or like that and go there. It's on the viewer side, like through the app and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't near. It wasn't anywhere close to like an ESPN or pay per view production like what we're viewing. But I think live. I bet that that's. I bet that's a blast. Right. And I think that stuff, I mean, they're brand new, but once you get your broadcast put together, you've got different broadcasters. I mean, I will say one of my favorite things was when Snoop Dogg jumped on commentary. We all need more Snoop Dogg on commentary. That was fantastic. <laughs> well, and, and the UFC coming. has done that. They've yeah. used Snoop Dogg to do like play by play, like calling live fights. So like, let's not pretend like we're, we're like, you guys are way outside of the box here. Like you're grabbing yeah super popular rap artists and having them say funny shit on air. Like the UFC's already done that and they did it yeah. before you. So you yeah. can't talk too much shit. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, I, also Metallica, they bring in the musical acts. I mean, we're talking about Snoop Dogg, then Metallica jump on there. I mean, they are definitely that not cutting That can't be cheap any. either. Oh my God, I can't even imagine what that costs. I literally can't. can't. I am far too poor to imagine that. My brain does not work like that. It's way above my pay grade. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're definitely not cutting any corners. But for him to talk shit about Dana White's production, UFC's production, I... I disagree. I mean, I think I think UFC does a great job with their production. I think the broadcasts are fantastic. I think their hosts are great. I'm a huge Megan O'Leary fan. I pump her tires up anytime I get a chance. I think she's so great along with everybody else there. But I don't think that they need the spectacle there. The spectacle is just the bare bones of the 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 sport. They don't need the bells and the whistles. No, they don't. And 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 that's kind of the difference. The UFC is the U. It, this is going to sound really crazy or weird, but like the UFC is the UFC. Because it's the UFC, like it's yes. the fighters, it's the, it, like you said, like it's the professionalism and the broadcasters. It's like I'm a huge Megan O'Leary fan. I'm a huge Laura Senko fan. Yeah, they're uh, all. Great. I think that I think that they're all fantastic and they're super educated and they know exactly what they're talking about and and they're not terrible to look at. I suppose if, you know I, I, <laughs> I would never tell them that because I don't want to pump their I don't want to pump their brains up too big. But um, they they do a great job and and a live UFC show is like no professional sporting event you'll ever go to in your whole life it's just right. different but i think it is 100 percent. it it's, is it's the implications it's it's how closely competitive the fights are it's about what the what, what happens to the winners and the losers it's really really high stakes so uh at a trailer event it like i said like it honestly doesn't matter at all who wins those fights like yeah it it's it doesn't if any of those guys that won they're not they're other than their paychecks, which I hear are pretty good, to be honest with you. Well, other according paychecks, to Kavanaugh, yeah, they're shelling it out. It does nothing for their careers, though. Zero. Right. It moves you no closer to whatever your goal is. And and it's just fun. Like, that's why I think honestly, it, I'd probably be fun just to compete in one time like that. Just <laughs> it's like, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's been confirmed here. It's been confirmed that Anthony Smith will be <laughs> fighting in Triller <laughs> at some point. <laughs> um, OK, so Triller was actually supposed to have Lopez versus Cambosos, but the deal actually fell through. Do you think that they could handle having a real non-freak show kind of fight? Um, I, I think so. I think so. But they would have to trim the fat in a lot of other areas um there's mm -hmm. a like they, they're paying people pretty good but for that type of a fight they're going to really have to dig deep in those pockets um and they're going to have to in order to be taken seriously like people people want to buy the whole broadcast especially hardcore boxing fans so you're going to have to put other fights on there that are meaningful right so I, I i don't know if they're willing to put an entire fight card on um i think in the past there's been some organizations that have been a little bit freak showish 
uh, I hate calling it freak show because it sounds like it's bad, but I mean that in a positive way. Yeah, I um, do too. I, I, but I mean, we can both say that because we enjoy it, and I, like I love that side of things. I come from professional wrestling, of course. I love that bullshit. Throw it all my yeah, way. Yeah, I, I love. But it. I, so I don't mean it negative to you know if the trailer fans are listening. I'm not talking shit. I liked it, but they where they've done like an undercard that's almost kind of freaky where they got like YouTubers fighting TikTokers, uh, and like <laughs> do the <laughs> dance. Then, yeah, like the stupid <laughs> shit, and then yeah. and then they go to like a. a a really serious high stakes, important yeah. three fight main card or something. I think they could do it. I just don't know why they would. Right. Yeah. Well, Hey, time will tell. We'll see what, what trailer has in store. Cause I like watching it too. And I think that they're going to get better and they're going to kind of refine what the product is. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. I, I do. Oh. I do wish they call the ring something else. Like they call it the, tri- like the, the, like the, it was triad combat. Yeah. They called the ring a triad like you were fighting in the triad of triad con- it was weird it was like can we just call it the goddamn triangle or or the yeah yeah just stick to, to the it. shape we just need the shape we got yeah. squared circle we got the octagon uh yeah we yeah. we don't we just, don't need to come up with a fancy name it looks it looks funky enough it, it caught my eye enough you don't need to come up with some yeah. funky ass name we just like shapes around here guys keep the shape name yeah. coming we like it best that way Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Andy King is a director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts.